0: Welcome to another episode of First Up. I'm Brian White, joined as always by Jasmine Jaden Gonzalez. On today's episode, we're focusing on opening the doors to opportunity with Renee Martinez. We'll be talking about taking advantage of career fairs early on and thinking of networking as relationship building and relationship management. Even Jasmine and I learned something new today, so you might want to listen up. Hi, everyone. We're back again. Today we're joined by Renee Martinez. Do you mind introducing
1: yourself? Sure. Yeah. My name is Renee Martinez. I am a first-gen college graduate. I attended DePaul University. Not the first to get to college, but the first in my family to make it to graduation. And currently I work for Illinois Student Assistance Commission as the statewide outreach coordinator.
0: Can you uh, briefly speak about your career journey and what you do currently and how you got to that point?
1: Sure, I have made a career of working with youth, trying to help them overcome obstacles and, and reach their goals. And so I started in the nonprofit sector and got involved in college readiness work. From there, I got interested in working at the college level. So I worked in career services at a university for several years before I joined ISAC. And now with ISAC, I work with college campuses as a recruiter for the ISAC core position, which helps young people make their plans for after high school.
0: So, Renee, you participated in a lot of career fairs in your career and you helped several students as well, including myself. You've helped me a little bit with resumes before. But what would you say to first generation students or students in general about taking advantage of career fairs?
1: I definitely encourage students to take advantage. I love seeing first year students at career fairs and networking events on campuses, because I was one of those people that thought I had it all together when I was in college, thought I knew what I was doing. But when it came time to graduation, I was behind the eight ball because I didn't have as strong a network as I could have. So I recommend students right away get involved in career center activities, job fairs, internships, all of those different things, not only to network, but also to learn what your options are so that you're well versed in what the world has to offer at graduation.
2: Yeah. So when a student is attending a career fair or a networking event, what tips would you give them that could help them during that networking event? Or what what are the do's and don'ts? What do you wear? Like every and all tips you can give to students when they're preparing or when they're at the event, all that stuff.
1: I think it's really wise to talk it up, to just go table to table as time allows and talk to a variety of employers in internship programs. Too often I see students that are business majors and they're just looking for PricewaterhouseCoopers Coopers or Chase Bank, and sometimes they miss opportunities that are in unsuspecting places or they fail to recognize, like accounting for example, they're looking for accounting firms and they fail to recognize, well, government agencies have accounting, churches have accounting, schools have accounting, right? So to remove the blinders and be open to wherever opportunities may come in. And the way that you find out that you have blinders on is by talking to people, right? Being open to information and just knowing where sources come from.
2: You know, I found it interesting that you said, take those blinders off, right? I I could not emphasize that enough because I know like at the very first career fair I attended, I was like, oh, my God, am I wearing the right thing? Right. And then when I was there, I was like, do I go up there? Do I shake their hand? Is that weird? Is that doing too much? Do I look thirsty? (laughs) Like you go through all these thoughts. Right. And you're right. Like we wouldn't think that a government agency has accounting. Right. You think of like, what is the big accounting firm or whatever the case may be? Right. Right. So what tips, like, I wish I knew the secret sauce to, like, approaching a table. Because you can essentially, right, what you're saying is, like, we can approach any table. Right? Absolutely. And they they have their own marketing department. They have their own accountant. They have their own HR. They have whatever major, right, your background, your education is in, right? What would be, like, the secret sauce or the recipe to pitch yourself to first approach a table,
1: Being yourself authentically, I think, is probably the biggest key, in my opinion, because I think there's a lot of pressure, especially coming from professors and career offices, to be polished, right? But we don't necessarily know what polished is when we're getting started, uh, especially as a first or second year college student. So just be yourself and introduce yourself and, and Ask to learn about the company. Uh, Let them know that you're a first-year or second-year student and that you're just exploring to learn what all the options are. And I think all employers would love to have that conversation with whatever student came up. I also think there's a lot of pressure that comes with the word network, and I don't think students really know what it means. Mm -hmm. And so when I have talked to students about, well, what does networking actually look like? I explained it as relationship building and then relationship management. That's really all it is. Like we hear when we're college students, we hear, oh, you should go to that. You should network, right? Go to that alumni event as a new grad and network. What
0: do you But mean? nobody <laughs>
1: teaches us what does networking look like? What's yeah. the action of networking? It's right?
2: like a whole class on just networking. Yes. Right? Because yes. we are taught, as, especially as students, like, oh, you want a job after college? Like, go network, go network. I'm like, what, is it? what?
0: I think oftentimes, too, even for those students, they wait till their senior year because they're not yes wanting to do it they're early on late. or they're scared yeah so yeah. i think yeah. that's important
2: to get into it as soon as you can What would be in your uh, networking 101 class, Renee?
1: Yeah. So what I've told students is, again, introduce yourself, right? Strike up a conversation. Make sure that you leave with some kind of contact information to be able to follow up with that person. Maybe it's connecting on LinkedIn if the students are ready for their LinkedIn to have eyeballs laid on it, right? Not all students are at that point, but have some kind of opportunity to follow up And then I'd also think as a college student, it's a really easy calendar to follow to maintain those new relationships, right? Every semester, hey, just checking in, Jasmine, letting you know I'm in my last semester of my junior year right? I'm going to be looking for internships. If you hear about anything, please let me know. Or at the end of each school year, woohoo, I'm halfway through, right? There's easy kind of built-in reminders that students can use to reach out to their network to just touch bases and not be forgotten. So when those opportunities do arise, you come top of mind for those people to reach out to you in return. You
2: know what's interesting? So we also interviewed Tiffany Sharp, who, you know, really focuses on networking. And I feel like what you're saying at career fairs is network, network. And what does that look like? Right. And you you shared your secret sauce recipe. Right. Can you talk a little bit about because this reminded me of a little bit that we touched on with Tiffany. But um, can you talk about leveraging your network? Right. And I think for me specifically, I would say like as a first gen college student, I didn't realize or acknowledge the network that I had. Right. Because I think of, oh, I I need to know people in high places. And that's my network. Right. But I did not consider, you know, my professors, the people I met at career fairs, my friends like I I didn't consider them as my network. And I think that stigma behind Oh, like a network is someone who has power or th- you get what I'm saying. So I guess I wanted to ask you, when what are like some of the benefits of like networking in career fairs? Right. What could students take away from networking like those benefits again? Because I think that's super important.
1: So what we're trying to do when we're networking is we're really building social capital. What is capital? It's currency right? Money is capital, and we need money to buy a bus pass to get on the bus to go somewhere. Well, the same concept is true in relationship building and that kind of networking is we're looking for building social capital to be able to move us into that part-time job, into that internship, to get a job offer upon graduation, those kinds of things. There was a a game, kind of like a party game, I want to say in the 80s. There was an old Will Smith movie, uh, what was it called, Six Degrees of Separation or something like that. And at the the time, Kevin Bacon was a popular actor, right? And so somewhere in world, in pop culture, these two things combined, and there was like a party game that people would play, Six Degrees to Kevin Bacon,
2: Oh, I've never heard of
1: that. And so, this is my philosophy on, on LinkedIn, by the way, if anybody cares. No, this is my philosophy oh. <laughs> on LinkedIn. I believe LinkedIn is just a fancy tech version of Six Degrees to Kevin Bacon, right? Because the idea, just like with Kevin Bacon, with LinkedIn is that someone in your network is connected to someone you need in your network. Uh, right? Like the whole point of LinkedIn is to get connected to people that have opportunities that can write a recommendation letter, those kinds of things. So social capital is uh, what we're doing with, with our networking is trying to build people that know us, that can help us move forward. And people like to help. So if you're not quite sure what to do with those new contacts, Ask them for their opinion on your resume, on your cover letter. Ask them to take a look at your LinkedIn and tell you where they think you could strengthen it. Um, Ask them for an informational interview. What's an informational interview? Just learning about their path, their company, their career. People like to help, and especially students, because we've all been there. We've all been at that starting point. And so to be able to reach back and help the next person coming up is uh, a feel good.
2: Oh my! I'm I'm really happy that you said. What do I ask for? Because again, you're like, okay, I have their contact information now. What do I do with it, right? And I'm so glad you mentioned what some examples of what students can do, right, to do that first interaction. I've never, I'm, I'll be honest, y'all, I've never heard of an informational interview, so I'm learning here as we go. That <laughs> I was like, oh, I should have done that. Like I wanted to, you know, again, network, but I didn't know how to do that, what to ask, like, what do you, you know, Brian, did you, how was networking experience for you when you were an undergrad? Or
0: I think for me, I had a career center that kind of helped us figure it out and told us every time that there was a career fair that we should go to it. I think I started late too, kind of like we started talking about earlier, but I think I started maybe my, the end of my sophomore year uh during the career fairs, but I, I think I would have benefited from starting my freshman year, just getting out there and getting to know people because obviously you know that you're not going to get hired by every single job, but kind of like what Renee said, you can take something from that. So if you're not hired, you can ask them, hey, what was the reason that I didn't hire? And you can learn from that and you can make those adjustments to maybe one day reapply, get that job or get another job. So there's tips out there and there's things that you kind of learn along the way.
2: You know, I find something very interesting because we were talking about this a little bit after our last episode was how networks can also be a tool to help fight against the impact of like systemic biases, right? And systemic um, oppression and how we build our net. Like me as a first gen college student feeling like. I didn't know someone who could hire me right off the bat after college, right? And the nerves and the stress that gave me, right? I would go to career fairs. I would try to do a crash course on networking, right? Try and invent my own secret sauce. Um, And, you know, did go to the career fair, got my resume polished as much as I could, but still feeling so unconfident, And so unprepared and like, I don't belong here. Like, who's going to want to hire me? All this negative thoughts. It was so bad. But anyways, I think about it and these career fears provide an amazing opportunity that I didn't realize this as we're speaking like right now, how it is a tool that I think we should use more to fight back, right? The system of like, you need to know someone that knows someone that knows someone to let you know about this opportunity, right? And Renee, I'm curious what you think about the connection between and the importance of networking, right? And the more people you know, the more opportunities, the more doors, right? But also how that connects to fighting against the things you experienced in a oppressive or systemic culture. But anyways, um, (laughs) how is networking beneficial to help students who may feel that they don't have something to leverage a network to leverage to go to the next level or to move up or to open up that door?
1: For first gen students, networking is all the more important, right? People that are, Born into a family full of business owners and well educated, you know, master's degree folks, they already are born into a network that can help them maneuver in the professional world. But us as first gen students, we have to create that right? Um, more so than many other students. And so that networking, again, it, it's the social capital, it's getting people kind of in, in your proverbial backpack, right? Tools in your proverbial backpack that you can call on as you need them. If you find your campus has maybe alumni networking program, get involved in that, Um Build relationships with your advisors. You hear that as a student anyway, but more academic-based. But I'd say do that as a professional networking opportunity as well, because professors are typically engaged in their, in their discipline, right? They're researchers, they're uh, business folks, all of that. So the more that we can add people to our network, and I also want to say here that just because we know someone doesn't mean they're in our network, Right. Again, it's relationship building and then relationship Mm. management. Mm -hmm. So when I
2: say that again, Renee, say it again, just because you know someone doesn't mean they're in your network. It's about building that relationship. And I think that is so important. So say it again, Renee, say it again.
1: (laughs) Build your relationships and then manage those relationships and recognize that our reputations as Professionals, no matter what level we're at, if we're an aspiring professional, if we're a seasoned professional, our reputation's everything. And so start building your reputation early on as someone coachable, eager to learn, wanting to do their best, right? All of those different things. And again, the helping nature, that's part of our just humanity is gonna kick in and want to help you on your journey. But it's that relationship management that lets the professional know Who you are. Mm -hmm. Right. How you come back to them and share your updates, how you seek their advice and counsel, how you do those things builds the reputation that uh, makes people want to be in your corner. And
2: you know what? That's also how you build like mentorships. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you're right. Like if you email them and say like, hey, this is my latest update. Hey, I have two more years till I graduate, whatever the case may be. Right. Or hey, the holidays are coming up. I'll be in town or whatever. Can I like go around cuz I'm just thinking like I went I live in the Chicago land area, not Chicago, but in the in the suburbs, and then I went to school in Springfield, but when I would come back every summer, I would internship with the local police department because I I wanted to go into law enforcement yeah but anyways long story short is that I would again try and build those relationships right and manage manage I always say build relationships but I really like how you put it manage those relationships nurture it right and say hey like if you need my help I'll be in I'll be um, home this summer like let me know again not pushing myself not being like give me that like not like I'm entitled but more of like hey I'll be in town I'll be around if you need my help right Um, just let me know so I'm So happy you mentioned that.
0: I think that that's an important part, too, because like Renee said, you can meet someone, but if you don't follow up with them and you don't keep checking on them and keep talking to them, then you're not building that relationship. So that's very vital information for the students out there listening as well. Renee, I know a lot of people usually talk about elevator pitch. Do you have an elevator pitch? Is that something that you give to students or tell students to think about?
1: Again, I think there's stress that comes with the title, just like the word networking, right? I think there's stress with uh, elevator speech, elevator pitch. Really, all that is, is your professional introduction. How do you want to introduce yourself as a young professional? And if we break it down that way, I think it takes some of the pressure off. Like, oh, okay, I know how to do that. Hi, I'm Renee. I'm a social work major. I'm hoping to work with kids, right? It's just that simple. But the, the, the nomenclature freaks people out.
0: So kind of just saying like, hey, have a conversation with this person, get to know them and do it in your professional voice or your professional manner. But you still want to just have an open conversation, get to know them. Kind of like if you were to meet someone on the street, you would talk to them in a way that is professional because you don't know who they are. And you want them to know who you are and also leave a good impression. So that's kind of what I think you're right. kind of getting that.
1: Right. Whether we're in an interview or in a career fair, whoever we're talking to is just another human being like us. There's
2: a couple of things. And I feel like I want to mention both things and then we can come back. and So, one, earlier you mentioned social capital, right? So- I feel like when I think of social capital, I think of, you know, knowing people in high places. But our society doesn't condition us to think of social capital as our tías, our tios, our cousins, our, you know, our friends, our family friends, our, you know what I mean? Classmates. Classmates, right? Our teachers, our, you know, oh, I still talk to my kindergarten teacher, you know, from way back when. But you get what I'm saying? We don't think of our social capital as a broad, you know, network. And again, yes, I totally agree. Just because you know them doesn't mean they're part of your network. Yes. But I could still I still keep in touch with my teachers back in high school. Right. I still keep in touch with friends from middle school. Right. So I still, you know, nurture those relationships because, you know, y'all know me. I love like having friends right I just love to like chit chat and have conversations and get to know people and where are you where are you how are you things like that and I nurture those relationships because you're right like I think those are important but I think we lose sight of that is part of our network right I think we are conditioned to think oh we need to know someone in high place and that's our social capital but like I wouldn't think oh my social capital or my friends or my te- my middle school or my high school teachers you get what I'm saying so I I wonder what your your thoughts are on that because I yes just because you know them doesn't mean that they're part of your network but you can know someone from way back when or you can hold on to your friend from college and know years from now yeah. You can take it from here,
1: Renee. <laughs> you I gotcha. know what I'm saying. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, we can leverage all the relationships that we have. Absolutely. And that goes back to that six degrees of separation game, right? So so the idea is that we can get to whoever we need to within six degrees, six relational steps, right? So maybe your deal is You know, immigrated here from Chile and uh, works in a, a blue collar job, but maybe their neighbor is someone that has an internship opportunity right up your alley, right? And so when we're looking for opportunities, think of it as. There's a a phrase hunters use for bird dogs, right? Hunting dogs. So when they're looking for birds, hunters are looking for birds, right? These, These birds are kind of, these dogs are kind of sniffing them out. We want to have bird dogs looking out for us when we're on the market for opportunities, whether it's a job, an internship, a scholarship, whatever it might be. And so letting our entire network know, right, the people that we meet in career fairs, but also our neighbors, our uncles, our parents, our brothers and sisters, let them all know what it is that we're looking for. So they're all hunting for us. They're our bird dogs mm-hmm. and they can point us in the direction.
2: Because I can already imagine my Theo being like, oh, yeah, like, you know, how neighbors talk or, hey, how's it going? Yeah. And uh, oh, you know, good, just struggling over here trying to find an intern for, you know, my corporation or whatever the case may be. Oh, really? What where do you work? Yeah. Oh, well, you know I have a niece that you know, I could totally say that conversation going and that's exactly what I mean is we don't think about that. And I've had that happen to me before, right? Where I have a friend who like says, "Oh, hey, there's this job or have you thought about this?" I'm like, "Oh, I don't know." I but again, like, you know what? Let me let me go. Let me see how it goes, right? But Yeah, I really appreciate that, Renee. I really do.
0: Thank you, Renee. And I think this information, too, can be important for not just first-gen students, but all students, as well as even uh, families and parents of those students. Everyone can kind of take this advice and kind of use it. Networking can be thought of as relationship building, relationship management, and you want to make sure that that's vital and something to keep in the back of your mind so that you're not putting that stress on yourself. Um, So, again, we'd like to thank Renee for joining us today. She shared a lot of valuable gems that I can take into my account. I know Jasmine as well will use those gems, too. Also, if you are a recent college graduate and or you will be a college graduate and you're interested in serving your community by helping families and students navigate their educational path and become knowledgeable about the financial aid available to them, please visit ISAC.org. Click about ISAC and then click employment tab for opportunities.
2: Yes, put that plug in. So definitely the ISAC.org, you know, I was an ISAC core member. So was Brian. You know, we really loved it. I will just say that opportunity when I started with the core really changed my career trajectory. I didn't think I wanted to go into education, but I wanted to try it out. Because I had my bachelor's in uh, criminal justice, but I ended up not going that route. But I was in this little, I don't know what I do next kind of thing. Tried it out, and I absolutely loved it. So for those, you know, students who graduated and are like, okay, you know what, I, I want to continue my education. Oh, by the way, you know, you can go ahead and try and get your master's while you're a core member because they do have that tuition waiver. Woo <laughs> um, And then I ended up doing the core, and I loved it, and I loved it so much that I ended up staying. So. That's just my little little two cents on that. So definitely don't be shy. Check it out.
0: And it's another reason to visit all of the table at your career fairs because you might learn something that you never thought you would do, but end up liking and falling in love with it, like Jasmine and I. So again, visit all the tables at your career fairs. Take advantage of it as soon as possible. Even your freshman year is not too early. So
2: And, you know, if you see uh, the Illinois Student Assistance Commission out there at your career fair, you might meet Renee in person.
1: You never know. That's a possibility. (laughs)
0: Listen to those gems and, and valuable knowledge from Renee. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for having me. Thanks to our guest, Renee Martinez, for joining us today. We would like to thank ISAC for supporting us, the First Generation Scholars Network for encouraging us to put this podcast together. Thanks to our producers, Joey Lieberman and Matt Montez. Last but not least, we would like to thank our listeners for tuning in. We hope you'll join us on our next episode.
2: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not directly reflect the opinions of Isaac. We hope you enjoyed this episode and have a good day.